Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Racer X Washugo Review. Race Tech. Thank you to Race Tech. Pulp 23 is the code to save with those guys. Motor work, suspension work, off-road stuff as well. They've got it going on. They work with a lot of teams out there. And, of course, the American-made gold valve system is tried and true for so many years. You want a discount on a gold valve? You want a discount on motor work or suspension work? Tell me, listen to Pulp, and uh, they will apply you a discount on that. Racetech.com. Please check it out. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, uh, presented by the folks at Renthal, Maxis, Cobalinks, Motorsport.com. Thank you, folks at Fly Racing, at Fly Racing USA on social media. Please check them out and uh, go, to the, go to the latest, greatest stuff. 2024 stuff is dropped. Five Formula, Fly Formula S is amazing and uh, really, really great stuff from those guys at Fly. New colors, new designs, all of that. They've redesigned the light pant and the Evo pant a little bit and made it uh, a little bit better fit. Um, lots of things going on. Fly Racing, that Formula S helmet, man, check it out. It is, it is fantastic. So um, it is a smart helmet. Smart helmet. Who knew? Uh, so thanks to the folks at Fly Racing for everything that they do. Renthal as well, whether it's uh, KTM, Honda, Kawasaki, the factory teams rely on Renthal uh, for safety, for uh, stability and all of that. Uh, sprockets, bars, chains, all of it, Renthal.com. Please check out their informative website, of course. They've got a dealer locator on there for the USA. They've got a lot of information going on on their website to uh, swap out and find the best bar for you. 7 eighths bar, they still make it, everybody. Twin wall bar, uh, fat bar, PC guys. They're almost all fat bar guys now. Uh, so please check it out, rentall.com, for more information on that. And uh, and also, thank you, Maxxis Tires. Uh, they have soft to intermediate tire now. They've got intermediate hard terrain tire. These are brand new for these guys. The uh, SI and the IH tire developed by Jeremy McGrath. Grip, stability, and predictability that surpasses all others. Available now at your local Maxxis dealer or online at shop.maxxis.com. Maxxis MX Series, a gift from the science nerds to the moto kids. Pick your pair. Thank you to the folks at Maxxis Tires for uh, the sponsorship stuff. We'll tell you more about motorsport.com and Cobo Links later on. But uh, for now, let's call JT Weege and uh, get people um, get people talking about Washougal, shall we? Here we go. And now, as promised on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, Washougal Review. I'll bring in a couple of gentlemen who were with me at the live show Friday night. They were with me at the race as well, but they were not with me when Honda handpicked me to ride the HRC bikes. Uh, first up, it's the voice of the series, Jason Wygant. What's up, Weech? Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, red eyes Saturday night and uh, home Sunday, but then I realized everybody else, well, except for JT and I, I think, and maybe Stu, we did not stay to ride. And I, now I feel like I missed 
yeah, you really missed out. Uh, Alpine Star Ride Day, uh, Sunday. The track was prepped and groomed and everything. Uh, poor Kellen Brower uh, worked his ass off all day, was hoping to ride, and then pretty much right when we were done, uh, everything was wrapping up, and he could not ride. Poor Kellen. Uh, but you know what? Hey, that's the that's the uh, and fresh gear to ride in and a fresh track and everything, right? Yeah, yeah, it was great. And, and they, they had bikes. bikes? Yep. Is that how that works? Yep, they provided like fifteen bikes. It was great. Oh, poor Kellen. Uh, also on the line from Fly Racing, they dropped the twenty twenty four line uh, this weekend. Uh, really, really great stuff in it. Uh, R.J. Hampshire and Jalik Swole especially looked great. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? How much? Uh, yeah, I did not get to ride on Sunday. But um, these things happen. I, once upon a time, I was the Alpine Stars liaison to mm-hmm. Western Power Sports, um, which I would have absolutely been there in that scenario. But I'm glad you all had a good time. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing all about your your take on uh, the Lawrence and Sexton bikes. Oh, I uh, was actually talking to the Lawrence brothers for a little bit. Like, yeah, it was it was really good. And uh, I've got something. If, if things go south for Jet, uh, I got a reason why, and I'll, I'll point that out. Um, <laughs> You know, okay. if things go south uh, via right. my testing abilities. Um, yeah, l- lots to get into when it comes to this weekend for sure. And, um, uh, yeah, JT, I met a, a NorCal WPS rep named Craig at the airport. Nice guy. Really nice guy. So, Okay. You sure it wasn't Calvin? Maybe it was Calvin. Yep, Shit. probably Calvin. Okay. He was at the A-Star Ride Day also. Yeah, he was there. Okay. Yep. Sorry. Sorry, Craig. Calvin. Calvin. <laughs> uh, nice guy. So uh, great to uh, great to have you guys on here. Friday night live show. Uh, we got Big Bird out of hibernation. Weege, that was cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Last year we did this. We had Levi Kitchen, which is obviously a big deal. Do you know that Levi's parents, were you there when we were talking to them? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Levi's parents wanted him to do it again, but this year he was actually racing, so he felt he was too busy. Last year he was out hurt. But not bad to get another no- local native Larry Ward uh, has been dodging you for years, avoiding podcasts. Mm-hmm. So the fact that then he did, did then did this live show with us yeah. was awesome. And then I realized, wait, we got Larry Ward and Bradshaw, so they can talk about hating chicken. <laughs> just yeah, amazing. Yeah. That was yeah. maybe my funnest part of the night. Is where you're like, so yeah, man, we'll just talk about chicken. And yeah, <laughs> both guys are like, yeah, I didn't really like chicken. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, that was great. JT, had you seen Larry since he retired? Probably not. Yeah, yeah. I remember he oh. uh, called me Justin at Anaheim. Um, which I didn't care at all, but it's funny that he brought oh, that up. I thought that was while he was like, okay, so it was. No, after no, this was, was like a year ago. Got oh, okay, got it. All right, yep. Justin, yep. yeah. Um, which I I truly don't care at all. Like I'm surprised he knows who I am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was funny oh. that he brought that up. And then we had the reverse where Larry told a story on stage about after RV won Seattle, Larry called him. And was like, hey, man, you know, Pacific Northwest guy winning your hometown race. Uh, I've done that. You've done that. It's so awesome. It's great. And I guess RV was like, is this Larry or Jeff Ward? <laughs> 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 which, which is great. It's just fantastic. that His lack of knowledge was shocking to me. Yeah. Yeah, like he doesn't not, know. Not knowledge in life. Just like remembering who did what or where. Yeah. Like, I, he, oh, I don't he doesn't know any of these guys. RV did no. not. He said he didn't read magazines. He didn't watch races. It just was very yep. weird. So, like, to not know Larry Ward is from, like, your area, though, is right. kind of mind-blowing. So it, it, No, it is. There, it's not kind of anything. It is right, mind-blowing. Right, right. Uh, and we had Uncle Jim up out there, Dubach, Bradshaw. Yeah, it was great. Good time. Ten, ten Barrel Yamaha. Yeah, thank you. Lots of people showed up for that. That was a lot of fun. Did you? I love those bikes, the Star Bikes, the Yamahas. Amazing. Thor did a great job with the gear. Bikes look great. Uh, really cool look, right? 
And how could you ask for more? Like they they yeah, whole, sh- whole shot at everything. Yep. Durandis somehow miraculously got a good start. Like Deegan just puts in the ride of his life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can't execute on a much higher level than that. And then you look at MXGP. Geertz goes one one in that same livery. Like mm-hmm. geez, what a weekend! Yeah, Canadian guys didn't quite pull it off. Who do they have? <sighs> Unbelievable. Moff. 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 So I'm Moff. Yeah, yeah, Moff I don't. Bar. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I don't follow it as closely as I should. I mean, I, I'll but take you, the, I'll you, take the L. You know, Moff. You know who? I'm, yeah, Moff. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah, uh, I had to. Weege hosted the event because, again, uh, if you have money and you want to, you know, money makes the monkey dance. So Weege hosted the Yamaha event on Friday. Barely, barely. What do you mean barely? He barely. Yeah, we didn't have much. We didn't have much prep going in. Um, <laughs> we were throwing that one together, and actually, I haven't negotiated a price. And honestly. Uh, they've been nice enough to let my son become Blue Crew, so uh, I don't really feel they owe me anymore. So there might not actually be money involved in this gig. We'll see. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you hosted it. I had to point out that the Canadian guys were also running the graphs graphics. So you you missed that part. Yeah, for some reason in the planning for this, and there wasn't much. It was um, let's also make sure we let everyone know that the MXGP team will be running the same graphics, <laughs> and it was up to you, the gentleman from Canada, to tell us <laughs> during the show. Yeah, I couldn't Canada believe it. I couldn't believe you just missed that part. Bullshit. Um, hey, uh, Eli Tomac at the A-Star event. Well, I thought we were going to have Eli Tomac at the Yamaha event. Yeah. Um, that didn't happen. But, yeah, then yeah. it was he like uh, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, like coming in out of the woods. Dude, first thing I saw him in the morning, he was in his gear. He was in A-Star gear standing there by himself. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Uh, and I'm like, whoa. And he's, he laughed, and, you know, he was in a great mood. Um, he said he let us. I think he he said Wednesday he was going to let us know. I think he meant this Wednesday or just a Wednesday, either this <laughs> Wednesday, Any Wednesday. Either he said Wednesday, so I assumed this Wednesday, but I didn't follow up with that. But I think this Wednesday, it sounds like he's going to keep racing. Uh, he's going to announce that. Maybe not. Maybe I'm off. But from, oh, from, there's going to be something official. No, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but he was in was a really good mood. It was good to talk to him. He was he was really he's ahead in recovery. He said it wasn't that bad. Like he, he, it wasn't great, but he had heard so many horror stories about Achilles. And, you know, we've all heard that. And then he was like, yeah, I'm ahead of schedule. You know, wasn't that bad. You want to hear a, uh, a related, but somewhat, uh, I don't know. We're, I'm going to say it anyway. You know, our buddy Austin Koba. Yeah. He, he is a huge Eli Tomac fan. Always has been. Just worships Eli. Big fan. Well, he tore his Achilles on Friday. No, he did? At, at Washougal, yes. Oh. Same injury as Tomac. He's just like, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I didn't so, know yeah. that. Oh, I got yep. sent him a text. Oh, damn. Um, crazy. Yeah, I r- r- bring in yep. Cobra Links, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of tie-ins there. Yeah, too, yeah, Cobra yeah, Links, yeah, Pulp of Mexico, yeah. safe. Uh, he, look, he's going to have a lot of time to ship things. So, you know. <laughs> right. um, no, it's a fun weekend. I, I don't know if I've ever been to the – to a race three days in a row, three early mornings and all of that. Like, yeah. So I'm good on Washougal for now. Uh, yeah, I'm good, too. But, I, w- I was only there a day and a half. Yeah, but riding the bikes was cool. Uh, we're going to do some magazine stuff on it, some web stuff on it. Uh, we'll talk about it tonight on the Pulp Show, so we won't really dive into it too much. But it was really fun. Thank you if you don't listen to one of those shows. Thanks to Honda and Lars and all of that. You know, like, they, they did talk about Honda. Weege, uh, Lars did talk about, like, sort of Honda reputation. You know, and, and all the things that they've tried to do to change it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you guys are doing a good job. Like, Honda is a fun team. They're good guys. They're, 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 they're all 
It's not the old days of Cliff White and Dan Bentley just glaring at you, you know? Yep. Yeah, and I've given I've said this several times, so it's not new news. Um, you know, I think it honestly got pounded home when Lars got named the team manager and everyone thought he was going to have to cut his hair or, or change his look. Um, he did not, and then that really rammed it home. And then I talked to him at Salt this year when they won the title. I said, like, hey, good job to change the rep, but also still get the results. He actually said a lot of it came from his 2-2 days over with Chad because that's the way Chad's team was. You know, they were work hard, play hard for sure against Chad. And he felt like that was effective. And it also, smart move on his part. I mean, look, the athletes are going to be dealing with they're in their 20s, right? So to have the dynamic of teenage slash 20-year-olds and the oldest old men acting like the oldest old men I don't know if that's the best move. So I think he's doing it on purpose to be like, this is probably a better atmosphere for the athletes. Let's not act like uh, calculator, pencil pusher, nerdy mm-hmm. old guys. So so the last time they let any media ride their bikes was 2008. Oh, wow. Yeah. What? Yep. Yep. It was the last time any anybody else rode a factory Honda. So what about Kiefer? What about him? He hasn't ridden one since 2008, a factory bike? No. Oh, wow. Okay. No. Yeah. No. I just would have thought with his testing and all that with Honda – yeah, no. Okay. Nope. How did so, this come about? Just Kiefer asked. Uh, we were hounding uh, Lars about it for a while, and then he said he would see what, it, what he could do. And then when he was he was kind of tipsy at the Nashville after party, he really I really nailed it down there, and, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I think we can do it. Yeah, yeah." And then that, it started from there. So I'm sure he went above his head, you know, to get the right authorization. But it was really Kiefer and I just saying, like, "Yeah, man, we want to ride those bikes." So, you know. Well, I think yeah. that says it all about the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's what they that's what they told us, anyways, uh, about riding the bikes. So, um, cool. All right, um, let's get into it. Washugal, yeah. Uh, well, JT, you and I were kind of on the record as saying we thought that Sexton would get a moto this weekend, and it certainly looked like uh, that could happen. He caught Jet, um, but get, catching it at Washugal and getting by is two different things, right? It's not an easy track to pass. If you had asked me how Sexton was going to win the moto that I predicted at Washugal, I would have said Sexton gets a start and runs away with it, or Jet gets a bad start, tips over or something. Um, Sexton catching Jet and then trying to pass Jet, the man who is undefeated and is so good, is two different stories. Of course, he tipped over, so we never really know what would have happened. But yeah, Sexton gave it a good run. Uh, JT, I'll start with you. Uh, but yeah, what are you going to do? Um, Jet Lawrence gets, gets the win. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of conviction. You know, I just thought that it lined up nicely. If it was going to happen, it was a good opportunity for it. But I also think that, you know, Chase, to do it, needed to, uh, he needed to be perfect and he needed to get the start and he needed to not let Jack get out front. And he didn't do any of those things. Mm-hmm. So um, it was never going to be a gimme. He was going to have to go get it and, and actually, like, make it happen. And to do those things, there were there was a checklist to make it happen. And I don't think he really did the things you have to do. Like you can't crash, right? He was trying to catch him. I get it, but you can't make a pivotal mistake in that, you know, the, the final moments of that moto when it's going to get decided, you can't be the one that makes the mistake. And yeah. then I think you have to try to get out in front of him on the first lap. Like that is his kryptonite or everyone else's kryptonite is they let Jack get out front. He's gone. Like he just controls the race from lap one. And uh, look yeah, how, that's... look how fast he got by Dylan. I was like, you know, Already thinking in my head, like well, I, I actually thought he was pretty patient. Or are you talking about Chase? No, uh, Jet getting by Dylan in Moto See, I, One. I thought he was pretty patient. Okay, waiting. It was a few laps. Like Jet has been wiped out. Sorry, Moto, lap, Moto Two everybody. then. Moto Two then. Okay. Uh, I, well, Plessinger led for 
Six laps. What the hell am I? Am I thinking about the restart? Maybe. Maybe it was the third start. Maybe it was the restart. Dylan, I didn't get to see the restart. Dylan, so, that's the, what I, I didn't think, get to see the first start. I think there's a Dylan grabbed the first start and had a pretty nice lead going up Horsepower Hill. Okay. Already, and then Jet had gotten him like already before it went back into the road. Already, jump okay. Area. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was okay. sprinting to the starting line to try to get a report in, yeah. so I have no idea what went on there. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I think yeah. I think you have to establish yourself ahead of Jet early, and Jet knows that, and he does everything in his power to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. But point being, like, it, for anybody to do this, whether it's Roxon or, or Chase or whoever, you're going to have to put in the race of your year. Like, yeah. That's just what's going to have to happen. Because, like, Weege, where was he going to get him also? Let's say he keeps up going and he does get better lap times and he, and he was doing that. Where are you going to pass him? What are you going to do? You mean if Sexton had yeah. got right to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the track is always difficult with that. But uh, this year, I feel like even might even been more so. Um, and... You will see guys make passes, but it's one thing. It's one of my favorite things when um, everybody struggles to pass all day, but one guy comes to the pack and then someone says, like, well, if it was one line, he didn't get the memo. And I'm like, yeah, if you can go 4% faster than the guy in front of you, there's a lot of places you can make a pass. Like if I was at the Alpine Stars ride day and Chase was behind me, I guarantee you he could find plenty of places. To make a pass, he went by me the entire home. racetrack. He, he went, yeah, exactly. Him and Jet but, and Jason Anderson went by me with no problem with ease. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not one line then, but when you're trying to go so much faster that you can actually pass Jet on a track that's very hard to pass, uh, that's going to be difficult. Plus, even when Chase got around Plessinger, I mean, there's got to be a small bit, say, of Plessinger that's like, look, dude, there's 26 minutes left in this race. I could try to make life really difficult on you. Am I going to get, am I going to hold you off for 26 minutes? So they might not even be fighting to the death, mm-hmm. you know, when you make passes. But when you get to that level, like a guy's perfect season is on the line, uh, good it's, luck. It, it's really hard to pass somebody in a, that's going the same speed or faster than you in a suboptimal line. And that's yeah. what Washougal forced you to do, mm-hmm. was take a suboptimal line to pass. Yeah. It's just a really tough dynamic. Yeah. So although so, I was, yeah. I, I don't know. It was cool to see the pressure applied. And it, I mean, Jay was making mistakes. That track's slippery. And that was one of the reasons I thought this. I was not predicting that he was going to lose, but I'm like, I could see a scenario where it's so sketch to push the pace that far. Yeah. And he has a lot more to lose than just a perfect season, right? If he finishes second in a moto, that's a whole lot better than throwing away the title. Uh, so I thought maybe that could happen. Like if Chase was either right in front of him or right behind him, maybe Jet would be like, this is too sketchy. It's not worth it. Um, but that was more likely than just straight up passing him and blowing his doors off or something. So it looks like he can clinch at Unadilla, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. possible for yeah. sure. Yeah, yep. yeah, that that's nuts. Um, yeah, I was as much as maybe I was hoping for Chase to get him to help my prediction in a business uh, that I'm in. Sometimes I, I was like, I I don't like this is great, this is cool. Chase has got him, but I'm like, where's he going to get him? How's he going to do this? Jets, you know, there's nothing wrong with Jet. He's fine, and you know, yeah, you still got to find your way around somebody. So yeah, I just didn't um, see a place where he's going to be able to do it. No, no, I just didn't. Just early in the moto, he he's gone. You know, starts are great, yeah. uh, and then he's checking out. Well, you, and, yeah, yeah, and, and if you're Chase, you back yourself into a corner there where you've got two minutes plus two laps, and you just are arriving to his rear tire with no real plan yeah. that I can think of. You know, like you then you've got to try to figure out a way around this guy with really no time to work with. It's at some of the tracks, I'd be like, man, I think he may be able to find a way. Just not. Washougal was like the worst setup for that yeah. scenario. You know what, though? We're, we're saying you got to get it done early. But 
that's that's partially jet. I, I think we're all wondering if you're you're not seeing just maximum pace on every lap, but when he really has to put the hammer down, and I'm sure he's aware, lap one and two would be a good time to do it. There's a reason he's in front of these guys. Well, I'm, I'm saying mean, like yeah. I'm saying you got to get to his rear wheel like halfway, so you can then figure out a plan, right? Like where's he weak? Where could I possibly get up the inside of him? You can't wait till three laps to go. You're, just, you're gonna. Force him into a mistake. Yeah, force him well, into Well, yeah, because Jet's going to sprint at the end, right? He's been saving it. But if you get there with halfway, the whole race is ahead of you, and maybe you can formulate something, or maybe Jet makes a mistake. You can't leave it on a track like Washougal till the very end. It's just not going to work. I agree, but a lot of that is all dictated. A, Jet being ahead early and B, not getting close enough to Jet is dictated on the fact that Jet goes really freaking fast. Yeah. But, but Chase was sitting there. It's hard there. to get through his Chase rear wheels. sitting there for... 25 minutes, you know, three seconds back, right? I'm not saying I could do it or any, I understand your point, Weech, 100%. Yeah. I'm just saying if, if you're going to do it, if this is, you're going to beat the guy, you can't wait until the very end to close that three seconds down to one second. You can't. And I, I'm not saying it's easy. I, I, I'm sure he was trying. I, I totally yeah. am appreciative of that. But just in looking at it logically and like formulating a plan, you've got to find a way to close that down earlier. You know, and I know that's easier than it sounds. I get it. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, yep. It's, uh, might just take in the end. Good luck freaking beating this guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. That, that's sorry. it. Absolutely. I mean, it's yeah. easy to say you got to get out in front of him early, but, um, when you notice when jet doesn't get the start, how really fast he goes Did yeah. you, and how quickly he makes passes. Crazy <laughs> urgency early on. Yes. And also I thought Sexton in pushing to get to jet looked a little ragged at times, right? Oh, of course he Like was. he, of course. you know, Jet was, Jet looked normal. Jet looked fine. Just, you know, here I go. And I thought Chase was uh, ragged. And so. I think they were both you know, pushing, right? Yeah. And the only way to close time if you're both pushing is go over the over the edge. Like, you know, you're going to have to go to place where the risk factor goes way up, which is what James Stewart's comments were. It's like, yes, you can go. They were doing 218s. Yes, you could get down to a two sixteen, but what risk are you taking to get there? And right, and and, Je- and Chase found out what that risk was. He fell over. It wasn't anything catastrophic, but he found the limit. And yeah. I commend him for being willing to push to get there. Otherwise, you were just going to sit back there and lose by three seconds. Like he didn't lose anything. Yeah, yeah, it was fine, right? They they were they were they were so far ahead. Um, yeah. Well, Chase. One other thing I wanted oh, to add yeah. before we get away from Chase, I really respected the fact that he got up and went for it. Like he was doing two eighteens on the last lap. Didn't count for anything. Nobody really paid attention. I know we made mention of it, I think on the broadcast, but to me, that is a really positive sign for him. Like there's no quit. There was no give up. Like he's still pushing, trying to get faster, trying to get fitter um, to get back to race pace, even on the last lap when the race was effectively over. Just on a more like a yeah. morale level, yeah. um, I, I thought it was a, a good sign. He uh, uh, he thinks these last three tracks are really good for him. He's right, and and he see, he's like, I think these are three of my really good tracks. You know, this one was a good one for me too. Washougal, uh, yeah, like you know, he's. But I don't. I was telling him, I'm like, was I telling him or asking him? Uh, I was asking him. I'm like, do you think you're going the same pace? Uh, uh, you know, do you think you're this is Eli level of last year, and he said he didn't think so. He says he does not, not, not doesn't look as good, he doesn't think, as he did last year. I'm like, okay, all right. You know, because they – I mean, they were 30 seconds ahead of third place, you know, yeah. last year, right? Um, yeah. So, well, he, I don't know. he thinks I don't, there's more to go. Yeah. Way to answer that. Yeah, right? no, it's it's, like, nobody knows, right? So, yeah. Um, 
But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's great job for the Jet, great job for Chase, and uh, and all of that. Those those guys those guys crushed it. Um, I got a lot of complaints about the track in the morning. I don't know if you guys heard from riders. Oh yeah, yeah, not happy with the the, the ruts, the water, the, the ripping, all of that. So no. I'm like, eh, what are you gonna do? It turned out nice to me. The motos looked like typical Washougal. Just, oh, they looked terrible. You know, to me. Just, <laughs> the track was was not good at the motos. I actually. So I'll take a different. Do you think has it looked better though? Has it been better? In practice, I thought it looked okay. Yeah, I would have. I would have been okay with it in practice, uh, but in the motos, man, I wanted. I would have wanted nothing to do with that. Yeah, but did it look different from a normal Washugo? Uh, it was when you don't get rain. Washugo's very muddy in the morning. Yep. It wasn't as muddy, which then turned into harder later on. Um, Yeah. So I always have to like qualify it as like it'll be muddy as hell in the morning, and I'm like. So be it, right? Because this is going to be the only yeah. saving grace for us at four o'clock this afternoon. Yeah. So just deal with it. Um, all right, Jason Anderson, third overall via four four scores. Dylan goes uh, three five. AP goes seven three. AP said that first moto of his was absolutely terrible, and he was maybe thinking of uh, calling his brother in law. He said to me after the race and getting a, I think he said getting a hose. Meaning his brother-in-law maybe does irrigation or gardening or something. I don't know. He <laughs> was he's a fireman. Oh, is it fireman? No, I'm guessing. I'm, I'm making this up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't exactly know what what his brother-in-law does, but AP said that he was going to call him. <laughs> he was going to call him and do whatever his brother-in-law does for a living because it was that bad. And then he rebounded in Moto Two, uh, made a few bike changes, but just I think it sounded like he just you know got on it himself and uh, led some laps and then. And Weege, you and I both made comments, and I did it to AP, too. Uh, the crowd was going nuts, nuts for AP, leading the race. Yeah. Well, both leading, but I was talking more about the podium, yeah. which he said, JT, that he could not hear what you asked him because yeah. of how nuts you experienced it. <laughs> yeah. You saw how nuts it was. Yeah, it was it was great. I mean, they, they were going absolutely bananas, which they do every freaking time he's on the podium. I don't care if it's Ironman or Redbud or wherever – you put Aaron Plessinger on the podium, and nobody's going to hear a damn thing for about 10 minutes. Um, it, it, it's just phenomenal. Are there, is it Pacific Northwest, like cowboy country? Did I miss the memo? Did I? I don't think it matters. Okay. I don't okay. think it matters where you are. <laughs> That's just, he just connects with fans yeah. on a level that other riders don't. Yeah, he, he just does. He's a great interview, too. He's honest. He's, yeah, he's Absolutely. A good, he's a good yeah. dude. He doesn't even need to say anything. He just yells. Yeah. He yells and screams, <laughs> and well, it's amazing. Weege and I joke for years that, like, Anything you ask him, he laughs before he gives you an answer. <laughs> like yep. he, it's the weirdest interview because you'd be like, "Hey man, tell us about your your race." He'd be like, yeah, "That was wild." <laughs> it's great, <laughs> and you're like, "Okay, all right." So it's my, it's, yeah. it's my favorite part of any weekend is if he makes a podium. Yeah, no, it's good to see the. Fa- and I I was talking, yeah, the while he was leading, they're going nuts, nuts. I think I think like he was hey, hauling ass too. We want someone to beat Jet, and then we would love it if AP beat Jet. You know, so. Uh, like yeah. he was going for it. Like I was, imp- I was impressed with his pace. And he yep. he said on the podium, "I have no idea where that came from. No idea how yeah. I'm that fast. Nothing." Well, he went from retiring in Moto One to that, and I said, "What did you do?" And he's like, "Oh, we made some shock changes. Not much." <laughs> so I, I think a lot of it was just adrenaline. Yeah. I really do. I think he was just like full send for yep. as long as he could, and then you saw him kind of like give out. He still held on, but yep. like, there's no way he's going to hold that pace. Yeah. And Dylan went backwards in Moto Two, Moto One. He led some laps, uh, and then went backwards. The, th- the third is good. Uh, I don't think he's happy with his bike, his motorcycle right now. From what I hear, it's not not great behind the scenes for Dylan. 
but but Anderson four four for third. Anderson rode really well, and he's back now. I think right, like he's just back. We're, we're yeah. Southwick yeah. and Redbud. Yeah, he'll be a podium contender. For yeah, sure. Weed, you agree with that? Like, yeah, I mean, I think he has room even to improve even more. Um, mm-hmm. But back to being able to do this every weekend. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll. We saw Dylan kind of break away from everybody, and I think Anderson's now on that level as well, right? So, um, yeah. He's well, in, I was he's worried better. because you had said the day Anderson returns, he'll be ahead of Plessinger, and as he was beating him in the first moto, I was like, Duh, starting to starting to come to fruition. But luckily, Plessinger was able yeah. to come back in the second moto, so it's not a, it's not an automatic. Yep. No, absolutely. Uh, but that should be good racing, Anderson for Anderson AP the rest of this year. You know, going through. Yeah, but that's the classes had that. No, yeah. outside of Jet. There's been yep. good races behind him. Yep. And yeah, Roxon's back for Dilla and Buds. So Oh, Buds too. Yeah, Buds too, I guess. Wow. I think if Kenny can get some more fitness, he can beat Jet at Unadilla. But I don't know how much he's been riding. But I think he can go pretty fit damn fast at Unadilla. But I don't think in his fitness at high point level he can beat Jet, but you would hope it's better than that was. So. It'll it'll help him, I think, a lot too if it's mellow temperatures. Like yeah. if it's if it's a scorching day, like it was so damn hot on the podium on yeah. Saturday. Yeah, it was only eighty five. I get it, but the sun was brutal. I mean, guys were having heat exhaustion. Carson Brown, other yeah. people, it was brutal. If we can avoid a day like that at Unadilla, then I think there's a chance. Uh, AC six, kind of quiet day for AC. I I was gonna go interview him, and then I'm like, I don't, I don't know what he's gonna say. Like I don't know what like you know like five seven, just kind of off the tail of those guys. Decent, but yeah, not. Not great. Having Marchbanks catch and pass him in Moto Two probably doesn't make him stoked, right? Uh, Marchbanks rode really well though, um, so good job for for, for Marchbanks. He goes, uh, what do you do? Eight six on the day. So, um, yeah, nice story there. And now it's become pretty consistent. But yep. um, you think of where that team was at round one. This is this is good. Yeah, no, for sure. Ty Masterpool, six uh, eight on the day for Ty. He, he's on the cover of the new Racer X. I didn't know that. Good job. Time Master Pool. That's cool that Davey put him on a cover. It's awesome. Yeah, and I wrote the story in there. It's got him and Harlan, uh, March Banks, a couple other guys. And uh, as always, these are different stories in the mag than you're reading on the regular website. But if you subscribe, mm-hmm. then you can read it. You just have to have the login that comes with uh, subscribing. Our, we really work hard, way harder to write that story than do this pod right now. So help us out. Our guy, Philip, top 10. There we go. 11-9 and not happy with Master Pool. Not happy. Uh, Master Pool apparently was behind him in Moto Two and revving at him in every turn, and so Philip may have some words with the young Ty Master Pool. And uh, he's like, uh, "What are you doing? Why are you revving at me, dude? I'm, you know, why? What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I guess he wants you to get out of the way." And he's just like, "I don't know. Like, I'm not getting out of the way." So, uh, you know, Phil, not happy. I think Phil's happier with his overall performance, though. Yes. Yes. Yep. Happier yep. with that. Uh, feels good. Right. Got a good start. Second moto. So for Philip, that was good. Um, March Banks did get him in both motos, and he's just he's you know that doesn't make Phil happy, but you know March Banks is riding better. I think Phil understands that. Yeah, he's good. And now Philip. Had- oh, go ahead. We had a big concern because um, my flight to Portland on Thursday afternoon was uh, most of the team from Club MX, but not Phil, because as they said, they said Phil's too dumb to book his flights in advance, and then he has to scramble and pick whatever. Uh, airline and everything too late. Uh, so he wasn't on our direct flight. Uh, we're sitting on the plane. And then as we're sitting there, the app, it was supposed to be a uh, 6.30 p.m. departure. And all of a sudden it says 
departure ch- time has changed to 11.30 p.m., which is <laughs> five hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the plane is broken, and we have to get off the plane. And then I found out why, because one of the mechanics says, Phil's mechanic says, I have Phil's suspension loaded on this plane. Mm. And I'm like, well, that's it. Yep. That's it. I'm like, everything was fine. And then they took this case, they put it on the plane, and the engine just blew up. So <laughs> I'm more stressed over what if Phil's suspension doesn't make it. They said they only had J-Mart and Marchbank stuff on the truck. So maybe they were going to go with one fork leg of J-Mart and one fork leg of Marchbanks. Yeah. Have it meet in the middle. One stiffer, one softer, right. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you imagine if he had to run J-Mart setup all day? That would be great. That would be great. Um, he he, uh, he also he wasn't happy with Master Pool for Revan Adam. But breaking news, the Club of Mex team does have two garbage cans now. Two, 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 oh, they did two it. soakers, yeah. And I'm not kidding you. Um, after the first moto, I was standing there and like, Six people were like, oh, you got two cans now. Oh, right on. Good job. Even fans were like, <laughs> some fan was like, good to see you guys have these. You know, Phil's like, ah, thanks. <laughs> the lack of eye contact in that video is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, and then uh, Frankie from KTM came over, and he has a video, and he showed Phil that uh, Phil was cutting to the inside of the Cherby's markers in the back, and uh, KTM was going to protest him. There's a lot of track cutting, and people were really unhappy. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you that. Philip said, "If you if you protest me, I'm coming over there and burning your truck down." So, I, don't I saw lots of riders and lots of team personnel complaining loudly right. about it. Uh, so Philip, good job for Philip. Uh, Colt Nichols came out for the SMX stuff on a on a borrowed Cowie 450. He was in a Ray's van, which really scared me for fantasy purposes, like the juju and that thing. Uh, uh, you know, I was just yeah. like, uh, so I couldn't pick, pick Nichols in fantasy once I heard that. But he rode really well. He surprised me. If you told me, hey, Colt Nichols is going to beat Freddie Noren, he's going to beat Boutron, he's going to beat McElrath, I would have been like, or even Harlan, first ever 450 National on a board bike in A-Ray's van. I would have been like, no way. There's just, he's not going to do that. Uh, but he did. And so 10-10 for Colt Nichols. The only saving grace, I think, that was A-Ray was in Cabo, I think. So... It just like all that energy was out of the country, mm. and then Colt was able to execute. Yeah, yeah, maybe he rode really well though. He did. I, he did. It was amazing. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. really impressive. And um, it's the endorsement we could possibly give for the KX450 SR because that's what he was riding. We kept saying this would work. We kept saying on the show that it would work, and it did. Actually, it was Don Maeda's bike. Do you know that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Don's bike. And I said, hey, Colt, I've been hearing some people saying this bike doesn't have a kit. Some people say it does. And he's like, I know it's a hell of a lot better than stock suspension. How about that? So oh, I got to, the, bo- go, I got to the bottom of that. It, it's a kit from like six years ago, five years ago. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> so it is a kit. It is a kit. Just not current a kit. So back off, everybody. Um, top 10. 10-10 for 10th overall. Yeah. With no mods. Yep. Just running it, baby. They had a couple SRs at the Alpine Star Day, and Aiden Kiefer was eyeing them up, just like the little you know, little kid that he is. And they're like, no, these are for Anderson and Tickle. He was bummed. Couldn't ride the SR. <laughs> Tickle and Anderson took, took priority over him. That's funny. Yeah. Um, uh, Freddie- all he did was get to ride the Lawrence Brothers bikes and Sexton's bike. That's all he got to do. No, he didn't. Aiden didn't get to ride those. Oh, Aiden was eyeing it up. Yeah, yeah, Aiden. Oh, because he is a Cowie guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. How amazing is it, by the way, that I was headed to the airport for my red eye on Saturday, and then the Kiefer's are rolling in as I'm. They're rolling. 
Well, I'm rolling into the airport as they're rolling out, actually, on their way to Washougal. That is so yep. perfect daytime program. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Freddie Norton. every minute of the racing. Yep. Was there for no, that's, that's what they do. Yep. yep. Uh, Freddie Norton, 11. Boutron, 12. Just rolled good in the second moto. Just rolled pretty well in the second moto, I thought. Uh, first moto, he wasn't very good. Um, McElrath got shitty starts all day. I don't know. He was way in the back both times. Harlan went down in... Harlan was dead last in one moto with with uh, his teammate at some point, Marcelisi. Oh, yeah. Hitman. Yeah, Hitman. Um, but Harlan, Harlan charged up pretty hard. Uh, he went 37th to 15th in moto two. So Hard charging Harlan? Yeah, he's just solid, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's just, just coming through. I talked to Shane for a while um, in the morning. He's pitted with those guys, kind of like, you know, some sort of side deal where they're taking mm-hmm. his bike and parts and stuff and all that. And, um, yeah, he, I mean, you know, he talked about the importance of the SMX stuff. That's why he's out there. So, the same with Colt Nichols and all of that. Uh, yeah, well, it's tight. Like, Nichols, I mean, this is amazing. Like, Nichols got himself from 21st to 19th in the standings by racing. And then right behind him is Josh Hill, who we'll talk about in a second, and Craig, who's not racing. And Boutron has to make uh, 31 points on him over the next six motos. So, honestly, the 22 points Nichols might have scored might make all the difference to him being top 20, which means he's right into the two motos at the playoff races, or 21st, which means he's got to go to the LCQ every week. So that might have worked out absolutely perfectly. Yeah, is is Boutron going to make it? He's 22nd, so if it ends like this, he's at least going to the LCQ. So he, it sounds so like he's going to be racing one way or another. No, it sounds like he up. doesn't want to go. I was going to say, I don't know of any Supercrosses he's ever raced in his life. Yeah, I think you're leaving too much. You're just leaving guaranteed money on the table. That's the problem. Like even showing up and not doing well or whatever, right? Yeah, right. I mean, I guess you're maybe I mean, if you're afraid of getting hurt. That trumps everything. But mm-hmm. if he's top twenty, absolutely, you've got to be there. But I, I'm just saying, if if he's got to go qualify out of the LCQ, that's a that's a tough ask. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Uh. What else? Uh. The Pope qualified really well, and then someone told me to pick him in fantasy because he's better on hard tracks. And I was still scared of it, and he did really well uh, for fantasy purposes as well. And so bad on me. I did pick Jed Beaton, though, who showed up from Australia on a, on a Honda with some suspension. And it was a, sort of a late entry. And he ran top 10 most of the first moto, and then he looked gassed. He looked a tad tired. He had a bike issue, second moto. Second moto, he had a bike issue, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. it was uh, something going on with his throttle. I was yep. kind of watching because I had him on my team as well. Yeah, he had, he had an aftermarket, aftermarket throttle tube, and the, the cable fell out. Um, Max Miller. Good job for Max Miller. That's his best race of the year, I think. Home race. Home race, yep. Uh, Josh Hill showed up. There's a two-stroke race going on out there. I heard Weege ignored it because it was Honda told Weege to ignore it on the TV show. Is that... <laughs> oh, is that... Is that, is that what you heard? Yeah, yeah. Is that, that's, what, that's, that's, that's correct? Yeah, I've had a couple uh, weeks in a row of people using terms like not a single mention of and then said thing was mentioned. So, as I always say, everybody... Be careful with your use of never ever or best ever or not a single. Um, I love when you clap back at these people, by the way. I've seen it and I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Just just calm down the language. Don't use words like never ever, not a single of, always, never. Don't use terms like that. Don't absolutes. use absolutes. Yep. Because I've got data. Like got the somebody texted me and said, not a single mention of Jojo Keller on the Southwick show. And I said, that's not true. There's a section of track named after him. And I named him and I named why the section is after him. So that's definitely not not a single mention. 
And then, yes, people said there's not a single mention of the two strokes, but we actually used the drone to show them in both motos and put a graphic on screen showing you where they stood. And I cannot tell you how hard it is to be covering a Sexton Lawrence battle on one side of the track. And then literally in 18th place, exactly half of the field away are these other dudes battling. And to get both of those things without missing something is very, very difficult. So don't say we did not do it. Could we have done more? I guess we could have done more. But don't say we didn't <laughs> I, do it at all. Honestly, like, I mean, cool. These guys, there's a bounty out there. Two strokes showed up. Uh, you know, Red Bull was behind it. All of that. I get it. I don't really care. Like, it's just, <laughs> I, I don't care. Like, I, I think it's because I grew up with two strokes my whole life. I raced them. I was a mechanic during the two-stroke era. I watched all of the great guys on two strokes. And, like, we're on four strokes now, and four strokes definitely hurt the racing in Supercross, no doubt about it. Um, but I don't I – I, it's not a novelty to me. Like, I don't, I don't care. I've seen, I've seen plenty of two-strokes in my day. So seeing them out there and hearing them out there, I don't really care. It doesn't yeah, do I, anything I for me. With you. Right. I, like, I don't have, like, a, a negative aspect. No, it. yeah, yeah. It just no. doesn't do anything for me. Right, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't have – I'm not negative. That's cool. Great, you're on a two-stroke. Cool. Uh, but yeah, it does nothing – smoked, but great. I watched, I watched uh, Lawrence go by a two-stroke guy up a hill like no one's – I couldn't believe it. it. And I think it was Carson. <laughs> I think it was Carson. And, and I was just like, oh, my God. You know, like yeah. – um, But it was funny. I've been having these jokes all year. I, I've been joking about Matt Burkeen that yeah. we were watching. JT, you were there. You were there, JT. Uh, me, you, and our secret practice at Southwick. And uh, we're watching Jeff's lap. And we're like, oh, he's going to get held up here. And then – no, like he made up like four seconds on one hill. Um, yeah, that was Burkeen, right? It was. And yeah. uh, Burkeen and I have been joking about it every week since. Where he's I, like, dude, I was wide open. And he just went right by me. I, I um, did a podcast with Burkeen and told him how impressed I was that he's made all the motos right out of, without an LCQ, right into it. He's been great. Yeah. And he hasn't made one since. Yeah, good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I was impressed. Uh, and then he, yes. has, he has not made a national since then. It's been like four. So... <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt Burkeen. Um I but- feel sorry for you guys. I always say in this sport, you, you got to be careful. Um, the, the society at large has things you do not want to be painted by. You know, you can get canceled for those things. But in this sport, do not get in the wrong side of privateers or two-strokes, and you guys are getting dangerously close. So yeah. you better be careful what you say about these two-strokes. They all found each other out there. Carson was up there, but he, he's actually still in a hospital. He, he had heat stroke. Uh, he passed out after the finish. He didn't eat or drink all day, he told me. He's still in the hospital. Huh. Uh, he'll be okay, but really rough day for Carson. He passed out again at the podium, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, so that's not great. Uh, but it was funny. Carson was ahead of those guys for the most part. But then they all sort of found each other, like A-Rod and Harmish Harwood and Brown. And and there was, uh, I think Morans was in the mix. They all, like, found each other out there. Bing, 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 bing. They're all, like, going by. Like, I'm just like, oh, there you guys go. You all found each other. Good job. Good job. It's like whales, like but, harmonic yeah. sounds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like Jerry, like Jerry showed up on this two-stroke, had issues with it all day, absolutely garbage, didn't finish either moto, and Jerry came off, you know, a strong second moto at Millville. And he just, you know, chased the, the dream on an unprepared – he was unprepared for this two-stroke race. And, yeah, so great work. I don't know, just – like why did A-Rod did uh, get Brown in the second moto? But Brown had the better overall finish. No, A-Rod he did get he him. He didn't get him. I don't think. Uh, well, I finished ahead of him. 
Oh, he did get him. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I I thought yeah, A Rod was, was like right behind him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Carson was probably seeing triple at that point. Um, well, yeah. I asked Kellen, who might have been watching in the tower with you. I'm not sure. And he said it was more like, will the anchor on Brown drag him back to where the other guys were? Yeah. Yeah. So A Rod, after the finish, I talked to Anthony right on the track, and he said, "Yeah, Carson fell. I don't know if he got up yet or whatever." So that's I assumed. He, Carson was in front of him, but no, yeah, he's behind him. Uh, so Anthony knew that, but but Brown had already clinched this two-stroke title via the first moto finish. So, um, do you guys think this is the start of two strokes coming back and four fifties being banned? Do you think this is the start of that? Or? Oh yeah, oh, it could be. Yeah, could be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so turn the tide. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I, I, yeah, whatever. Um, Hamish Harwood, yeah, New Zealand guy. He rode well. He's on a two-stroke. Good job, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Derek Drake qualified well, and and then the wheels are off the Derek Drake wagon. I don't oh know what's gosh, it's man. what is happening. I think he's got a back injury. I've heard, but then I think I talked to Budman, and Budman said his back was good. So I don't really know. Um, he's it, so fast. Yeah, and it just does not work right now. That is a tale of two seasons. I mean, the dude was top ten. It is, and yeah. it, it has just not been good. So Rod Bell came back though. Good to see Rod Bell. He was upset about his Pulp Mix handicap. He wanted it higher. <laughs> he he. So he was he was telling us he sucked more than his handy than more than what you guys put his handicap at JT. Well, we got a lot of respect for Rod Bell. <laughs> uh, Colin Jurin on the two stroke too. Yeah, he was a two stroke too. Yeah, Colin Jurin, crane operator. Good job. I mean, when, when you're Rod Bell, you you've had a summer named after you. Mm. You're you're going to get respect. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Was that it for four fifties? Anything else? I was talking to all these two-stroke guys about their bike situation. Mm-hmm. So Hand was riding. I think Hand was one of the faves because he's usually pretty good on a 450. Oh, I so I think Hand, that yeah. might have been the biggest threat for Brown coming in. Um, maybe A-Rod also. So Stepik, who got hurt earlier in the year, uh, was going to drive his bike out to Washougal for Hand to race, even though Stepik's not racing. He also had, they just said a Dutch guy, Lars Van Berkel's buddy with him. But then Vern Burkle's buddy got hurt at Millville. I think had a concussion. So uh, Stepnik, who I think has a broken hip, had to drive from Washougal to or from Millville to Washougal solo because the concussion guy couldn't drive with the two-stroke for hand to ride. These privateer guys just <laughs> helping each other out. Yeah, brothers in arms. Stepnik's not racing, but he drove a bike all the way from Maryland through Millville to get it to Washougal so hand could race a two-stroke. You know, even. Yeah, which is gnarly. Look, even Morans. Morans has been coming back. He's trying to make this SMX thing, right? He's been um where the hell is he here? Yeah, he didn't get points. He was was he twenty eight, twenty two or something on the two stroke? Didn't he get points on a four fifty? He did at uh not Southwick but Millville. Oh here we go. He's got one sixteenth, actually. I thought he had been scored a few more points. So Yeah. So okay, what whatever. He got sixteenth, he got some points in SMX thing. He throws all the any hope in Jesus of getting points throws that away uh, to get on a two-stroke and then uh, sucks balls in Washougal. So, again, like Jerry, Kevin Moranz, what are you guys doing? You want to get into SMX, get some points, do that. Don't jump on a two-stroke and try to be, you know, a sideshow. I, I don't Careful. Care. No, I'm just, I'm just Careful. listen. I, I, I like two-strokes. They're fine. But, yeah, these guys are racers, right? You're trying to race. That's the idea. Carson Brown, sure, one race all year, show up on a two-stroke. Great. Good, good work. Like, you know, you're, you don't care. You're not chasing the series. These other guys are chasing the series, and they jump down on two strokes, and it blows up in their faces. So, 
<laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Uh, four for these. Anything else? Two week, two week break for these guys, and uh, see if the, un- the undefeated season continues. Um, I was talking to Jed about the the undefeated season, and you know what if he gets it and all that, and he's like, hey, there, there's um, there's uh, uh, two less races or one less race, you know, two less motos, and I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like you will be listed alongside James Stewart and Ricky Carmichael. There's nothing you can do. That's it. You know that you've you've won every race you can win, undefeated season. And he was like, oh, okay. And then one of the Honda guys said, well, what if he what if he wins all the races and then wins all the SMX two motos? Does that count? I said, no, that does not count. It's not a 30-minute motos. It's a different format. It's in stadiums. No. And they're like, okay, all right, calm down. <laughs> yeah, it's very aggressive. On your I, I was aggressive because I'm like, no, you can't say that. You cannot say if he keeps winning the SMX stuff, you know, you can't just all of a sudden start claiming that you're now more undefeated than Stu and Carmichael. <laughs> You're just all undefeated in a, in a group. That's it. Well, so. and like to be fair, I think what did Stu have? 31, 31 motos in a row he won or something? I don't know. We we just have these stats, but yeah, there's a, yeah. There's a lot but I more think those are in a row that he was there for, like, you know, in right. the 125s. Like he missed yeah. the first couple rounds in 03. Yeah. Oh, so if you go, right. yeah, so if you go all the rest of 03 and then 04 or whatever, like. I'm telling you what, man. When you start digging into the Stu and RC numbers, it just gets it is insane. It, it's insane. We, right. Stu's only lost five motos ever on a 125. Think about that. Yeah, you brought that up on the live show with Larry. Larry was one of them. <laughs> yes, and Stu knew that. He's yeah. like, "Yeah, Larry Ward is one of the five right here." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. You know, I yeah. I didn't get enough credit or acclaim or applause for the articles I did on RaceRex Online with Jeremy and Ricky about. The races they lost, the best tracks they had. You know, Clinton helped me dig up stats. Oh, a couple years you didn't ago. Get enough credit, huh? I didn't. I thought they were really cool. <laughs> I thought it was really awesome. I was asking these guys like, "Who beat you? Who do you think? Got, the, the, who do you think got second you know, to you the, the most? Fun, you know, all of that stuff." The funny thing about applause is it doesn't matter what you think. They were really good articles, and nobody seemed to care. Like I don't remember one person ever saying that's great. <laughs> Uh, I'm not talking some, from you guys. I, I just say, mean like readers. I don't mean the written word that's happening more and more. Yeah, I, mean, I don't mean I, you guys. I managed to get no, I know. Yeah, but by default, I, applause comes from other people and what they think. <laughs> but I'm not mad about you guys or Davey not saying it. I understand. I'm saying people. I, yes, and they're the readers, and they're the ones that would give you applause. Yeah, and I got they're nothing. They're the ones that dictate that, right? And I got nothing. So yeah, screw you guys. Those are good articles. <laughs> I I was proud of myself. I actually um, we had some. How many? Jed had, had 105 laps in a row led, and there were some stats out there of that's the second most ever since 2004. Why 2004? Mm. Because the AMA stats don't exist before 2004. And I'm like, well, we cannot do this. We have to look up Carmichael's 02 season. This is not fair to say it's to leave one whole perfect season out of this laps led streak. So I emailed the CEO of AMA Pro Racing, Gene Crouch. And I said, do these stats exist anywhere? And literally within 10 minutes, he's like, oh, yeah, here you go. And I'm like, oh, my God. People for 20 years have been wondering the laps led for Carmichael in 02. And it was the CEO of AMA had it at his fingertip, maybe in a filing cabinet. I don't know. So it turned out it was the fourth longest laps led streak. And I'm glad that I brought it up this week because as soon as Ferrandis led the first lap, that streak was over. But I did not get any applause from anybody for any of this. That is my point of this story. Well, and I'm cool with it. I'm fine with this. Yeah, no, listen, I just want people Take to go the back. Page out of the book. I don't want, okay, so I'm going to contradict myself here. 
I don't want applause. But go read this stuff. It's cool. It's 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 <laughs> like it's a neat to see uh, Ricky and Jeremy talk about their records. Like you said, their records are insane. Jer- Stu and all in Jeremy's Supercross stuff. So, anyways, yeah. um, uh, but uh, yeah, go go check that out. And then also on a related note, I tried to do some research on Canadian results, and I oh. contacted the CMA. And I was thinking about starting a vault of Canadian moto results. Like, how do I do that? What do I got to do? You know, all this stuff. And they're like, yeah, we just threw them all away. (laughs) So, like, literally, there is no record of Canadian national results. We know who won the titles. There's records of that. But the individual races, they threw it away. Awesome, man. Canadian moto. Catch the fever. Threw it away. Yeah, we threw it away. That was the res- that was the email from the person at the at the sanctioning body. <laughs> we threw those away. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So don't look for any Canadian Moto Vault ever, anybody. Unreal. Who was in charge of this? The people that used to come to Des Nations. Yeah, probably, probably, probably <laughs> the, the guys in the white suits. <laughs> I think I oh. used to stand there with a the pole and start everybody at Toronto. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, thank you for listening. That is the 450 results. Uh, thank you, the folks. No, that- I have breaking news. Oh. I have breaking news. Okay. Just got a press release from Team Honda on their uh, weekend at Washougal. Going through the bullet points, the miscellaneous notes. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Team Honda HRC staff and riders spent Sunday at Washougal as well for the Alpine Stars 2024 gear launch. Chris Kiefer and Steve Mathis of Racer X Magazine tested the Team Honda HRC machines of Jet Lawrence and Chase Sexton. Oh, nice. Look at that. It's in the notes, in nice. the Team Honda notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope, nothing about Pulp MX, just Racer X? Just Racer X. But uh, there's a little applause, Steve. There you go. <laughs> okay, you guys Any are taking of the story about Ricky and McGrath? <laughs> you, guys t- you guys are taking this the wrong way. <laughs> I'm going to tweet it out. I'm tweeting it out after this pod to people to read this shit. I put work into it, and it's really good. Okay. Uh, thank you to folks. All caps. <laughs> thank you to folks at Renthal and uh, Maxis, of course. And uh, yeah, Cobra Links, man. If you want a, a lowering suspension link for everything from Aprilia to Yamaha, Austin Coba has got a lot of time on his hands. He's probably developing some new links as well. Uh, if you're shorter of stature, your wife or girlfriend rides, you want to do that. Uh, help them out a little bit, get some more confidence. Code is PulpMX. It's free shipping, and it's also a discount uh, made up there in Boise, Idaho. Thank you to the folks at Cobalinks, uh, K-O-U-B-A, links.com. You can also get it at Motorsport, motorsport.com. They were there in full effect uh, this weekend. Carson Brown uh, rocking the Motorsport um, gear as well that, that, that will, should be dropping soon. Uh, great prices, uh, really easy to uh, uh, order from. Dedicated team of gearheads there. Great return policy as well. The Motorsport guys are giving away a YZ250 for the Nationals. You guys had Scott Huddlestone on the show, Weege. Good guy. He's been in studio before. Really, really oh, good yeah. dude. Yeah, came on our uh, race day live, yeah. which is sponsored by them. I mean, they do cool stuff. They backed the two-stroke race. They backed our live show. And, um, you know, I, I was joking around. This is the truth, though. I always think every week is going to be the week I run down to my local dealer and buy the stuff I need for my bikes. And you quickly realize that running down to the local dealer, that takes way more time than going to motorsport.com and ordering it. That takes like eight minutes total. Yeah. So uh, and, and, just do it that way. And the local dealers, like the last time I went to a local dealer here in Vegas when I was building Project Bike, they had they didn't have a spark plug and they didn't have fuel line. You know, like things, essential things. So, yeah, yeah. Just, just go to motorsport.com. Check it out. Thank you to those guys. Go through the banner on pulpamex.com as well to help us out. Uh, and, of course, Fly Racing. Um, JT, the 
The gear looks good. The gear, we always say the gear looks good and look at this new stuff and all that. Uh, but the uh, RJ Hampshire stuff, whatever that is, is that Evo? What is That's that? That's Evo, yeah. That Evo, yeah. that is a sharp looking set of gear. And I don't know why you didn't send that to me for the Honda HRC ride day, but. Um, that is what that is what I picked out for you um, somewhere in the team executing like crazy people on thursday evening uh that didn't get built but it will i, I apologize yeah, that, that is a, that is sharp looking stuff um yeah all of it uh you guys have moved the boa uh dial over a little bit you've made some changes there with the light line as well and uh, of course the formula s helmet that uh you gave one to dark you gave one to weege i did not give one to dark but dark's getting one I- I will eventually, but you have you have your own custom painted one. I do. Darkside doesn't even have one. Yeah. Does Weege have custom paint? He does. Does it say Weege? It does. It's, it indeed says Weege. Yep. Oh. Thanks, JT. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there I won't be. Haven't had time to dive in. Only got it. <clears throat> I guess it showed up when I was gone. There so won't. I saw it yesterday. There won't be one for uh, Lane. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, he's still a fly helmet athlete. What are you talking about? Oh, he is. He's the fly helmet. He even wore the fly helmet. He. He rejected the TLD helmet and chose to stick with his fly helmet in the KTM race earlier this year. He did. We yep. we successfully defeated that wall jump together. Yeah, <laughs> he, that's why he had this. He felt so safe. Okay. All right. Uh, fair enough. Well, I I, uh, I question getting dark one, but uh, hey, you guys do whatever you need to do there at Fly Racing. Um, I, I I picked up on your feelings about Dark Side's efforts here. I, I seem to have noticed. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, also, Ouija on X Maps. Yeah, Onyx Maps gives you 600,000 miles of trails that are all mapped out for you. And you might think you can do that with Google Maps or Apple Maps or whatever it is, but they're not going to be as detailed when it comes to trails because it's public and private land and people get to drop notes. So if you're looking for a place to ride, and that's dirt bikes or adventure bikes or mountain bikes or Jeeps or UTVs, or if you want your dirt bike to stay away from those things, so you want to have single track or things like that, Onyx Maps is the place to go. Go to onxmaps.com or on X Offroad in the App Store. And we do have a code to save some money. It's RacerX, all lowercase, all one letter, and we'll give you 20% off. All right. And then as we talked about, the Kawasaki SR. Yeah, 10-10 for 10th overall, Colt Nichols. What more do we need to say? Good job for Cowie. Check it out, everybody, yeah. uh, the Cowie SR. The, the, uh, I didn't ask Kiefer if he chose the Cowie SR over uh, Sexton and Lawrence's bikes. But I know he likes it. So, from what I from the the texts I got, he was in love with Jet's bike. So, uh, be tough to top. Let me ask you this, Steve. I know this is not the bike test podcast. That'll come later, or videos and all that. Did you notice a significant difference in Sexton's bike and Jet's bike and how they set them up? Yes. Yeah, it was. Uh... I was actually talking to Larry Brooks this morning. He texted me about this. I don't know why he wouldn't text like, like Kiefer. Or maybe he doesn't have Kiefer's number. Uh, but yes, they they, the bikes are like the riders. It's, it's uncanny. Um, Chase's, bi- Chase's bike hits harder. You got to ride it more aggressively. His BFRC shock is like really kind of like aggressive. Um, and the clutch is more aggressive when you let the clutch out, like whatever they got for spring rate in the clutch and all that. And Jet's bike is like vet friendly smooth powerful easy to ride freewheeling jet's bike was phenomenal i i, I couldn't believe it i mean i re, we rode barsha's bike at we rode barsha's blue crew 
at Paris a couple of years ago. And, of course, I, I've ridden all of Timmy's bikes, um, Cowie and Yamaha. And um, Jet's bike was unbelievable, smooth and easy to ride. Yep. Crazy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's funny to think that that uh, I'm thinking anytime I hear some Kiefer can ride really really well and he tests bikes so that's not as a, any normal person I'm like what is even the point of this you're probably not even going to get the suspension to move and any advantage it has is not going to be something you can exploit so it's interesting to hear that in this case no like the bike is actually even good for you and arguably the best rider in the world right now it's amazing I I wish I I just yeah we'll we'll talk more about it on the pulp show and stuff and. Yeah, dude, the bike is great. So, um, yeah, so pay attention to all that. Coming out in uh, the magazine and uh, online and videos and all that. Um, okay, 250 class. Washugal, Hayden Deegan. Wow. Sets the fastest lap of the day in the second moto. Uh, absolutely sends it. Uh, gets into the lead. Takes off. 1-1. Made up uh, 10 points on Hunter Lawrence. Um, yeah. What what a day for Hayden Deegan and, and as JT mentioned earlier, the look of the bikes and everything else. It couldn't have happened on uh, a cooler part to the Yamaha guys, but like he just, I don't know, halfway through the middle of the second moto, he's in third, and just sort of chilling, and then just hits the overdrive. Great job by Hayden Deegan, Weech. I didn't see it coming. Not after the really the four worst motos outside of Thunder Valley a little bit that you could argue that was maybe in there, but this was not trending in the right direction. I mean, he was. Like five eight four ten in the last four motos, and uh, or sorry, I got it reversed four ten five eight in the last four motos, and uh, we've seen a ton of rookies come in where the week to week thing starts to uh, grind them down, and these other guys were definitely getting better, and you know Shimoda was improving, Justin Cooper was improving since the high point crash, uh, uh, Vial was getting better, so I did not see him coming in and having his best race all of a sudden in his career when it was going the wrong direction. So it's amazing, and um, I, I mean, I got to defer to JT on this. We should just stop making any predictions or anything at all because, oh, my God, he's back within three points, and he's clearly fired up. He did tell me that he took a little rest after Southwick because he was starting to wear down, but that's amazing that he could fix it in, like, two weeks. Um, I'm still not saying he's the favorite for this title, but at this point, you absolutely have to take it as a serious threat, and that's wild. JT? Yeah, I mean, guy was incredible. Um, I I don't want to say I counted him out, but I kind of thought that he had, you know, put his best foot forward, and it was going to be a tough slog to to end this thing. Uh, you just, you know, younger guys—they're not used to going through a full season this pace, all the travel. You know, it's it's a lot to to put on to someone, especially for the first go round. But holy crap, did he come out swinging this weekend? Um, that was. Uh, not what I expected, and so damn impressive. I don't know that I have the right words to describe it. Uh, that was that was everything you would want to see as far as him asserting himself that he is the real deal and going to fight Hunter every step of the way. Yeah, it was it was it was great. Um, what are you guys making the podium comments? That's all Brian, right, Brian? I know you. I know you don't like it. I, I well, can okay. So there's two parts of it. That. There's two parts of it. I I don't like. Like, he's trying to get in Hunter's head. Hunter should be worried. Hunter's the one that's supposed to be winning. He's mentioned it at Red Bud. He's mentioned it here. I guess he's trying to get put the pressure on Hunter. I'm not sure. I don't think, that, I don't think that's going to work. I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I don't think that's a thing. Like, I don't think Hunter Lawrence is like, no. oh, I, uh, I should be winning. I'm not. Like, oh, no. Right? 
Weege? I've not gotten any sense of worry from Hunter every time I've talked to him this year. But not like, one time. No. He's but, not worried. No, but then also, like, okay, like, Hunter's been the best guy. Everyone can see, can see that. Uh, That's what he would say, too. Well, yeah, I know. And so, like, I don't know. Like, why why try to start something with some comments? Like, I, and there was also another thing the, the Honda guys told me. He drove by the golf cart on a golf cart with Duff and started laughing at Hunter's bike when he doesn't have the red plate or something afterwards around there. Like, he, he did something in the pits, and the whole Honda team saw it, and it was Duff and Hayden. And so he's there's, like, a like a psychological game here that he's trying to play. And it's like, yeah, you're 17. Hunter Lawrence has raced all over the world. He's 26. No, being, what? He's, not, he's, he's, 20, he's turning 24. Like 24. Okay, so he's 24. Yeah. Like, you're not – Hunter Lawrence, you're not doing this. It's not working. Like, stop it. I, I don't know. Just, like – Hayden's time is coming. He's great, but I'm not really a fan of that. I don't. I don't. Go ahead, Jason. No, I was just going to say, I I don't love it either, but he's 17 and he's trying to play games, but I just think it's it's a waste of effort. Like, I don't think Hunter's affected in the least. No, and I don't know. Like, again, like, your time is coming, kid. He's going to be great, right? And, like, I don't know, man. Just. You know, do you need to drive by the Honda truck and laugh at his because tr- of the red plate anymore or something? Yeah, I, I think you just have to remember how young he is. That's all to me. That's all you have to look back at and say, yeah, it's, is it a is it a good idea? No, but right, the kid's seventeen, man. I can't even imagine what's like, going through my head when what, I was seventeen. Why not just your his his riding speaks everything you need to say, right? Yeah, you're that, that, you know you're in your late forties. Like it's easy to for us to have that perspective. I agree with you a hundred percent. I agree with you. I just always think it's immaturity, never been in this spot before, don't know how to really handle the situation, just like in Supercross with, you know, the Jordan Smith thing, right? Like it's new scenarios, a lot of pressure, and I don't expect him to handle things perfectly. I just don't. So if you if he does some outlandish thing, I'll be like, yeah, not a good idea. He'll probably handle that differently mm-hmm. in three years. You know, that's just did, what I chalk it up did to. Did Carmichael do this when he was 17, 18? Ricky did all sorts of stupid things when he was that age. He was the he was such a jerk when he was well, that okay, age. Okay, yeah, like, well, he's a bit of a jerk, but like as far as talking about his competition about Lampson or anything. Yeah, guys? he was such a jerk. Like he was he was an a hole to everyone. Yes, he was. Um, he was. Yeah, he, he might not, not have been verbatim the same. Yeah. things, but he was saying cocky things for sure. He was, and yeah. he would tell you that. Yeah. Um, um I got it. I think I, I agree with you guys. I don't on the personal level. That's not my style. And I'm not saying I personally am a fan of it. And I also don't think it's going to work. Like Hunter Lawrence is not lack for confidence and he can just be like, uh, yeah, I've won five times. You've won twice. I've beaten you all year. I'm not scared. So I don't think it's going to work. However, I can step away from all that and say, this is a lot of Brian. This is what they do. They are. Yeah. I think this is Brian. This is Brian telling me. And he has built a lot on creating a hook, creating hype, and not just saying nothing, saying something. And, I mean, even if we don't like it, that's not the point. There's tons of people that will. And I can also subscribe to if we're going to settle in for a Lawrence Brothers versus Deegan fight over the next 10 years, that is not a bad thing. So, clearly, this is a fight they're looking to pick when they keep bringing up this American thing. You know exactly what they mean by that. That's not, we're here to kick Tom Vial's ass. I don't think. I don't think. Brandis, <laughs> is that who they're talking about? I said the American thing? Like... This is clearly a we're here to take on the Lawrence Brothers thing. 
And for the sport, for the fans, it's going to be exciting. And as long as it's coming genuinely from them and not they're not doing it and people are making it up, I mean, they are the ones creating this. You know, we get in trouble hey. a lot when it's like you're trying to create something that's not there. They are they're writing on the chalkboard. We are creating a rivalry. Here it comes. But, but like, I will but, say, okay. I will say, people are chanting USA down on the podium. Like before Hayden even gets up there, they're chanting USA over and over. So it, yes, it I, I agree with your yeah. comments, but but they're not starting it every time. Like there is a USA chant going on. In both yeah, but he already said it. He already. No, said, I'm he, saying he, 450 he, also. Like they're chanting USA up there when in the 450 podium also. Like it's just well, whatever. I, I know, yeah. I think, well, I think they're for... le- whether they're creating it, I'll just say they're leaning heavily into oh, it. Oh, absolutely. They don't have to say that. It, it's all planned. Are. Brian's done a lot of these things. They've all been extremely successful. And for the good of the sport, I mean, look, people look back at Reed and Stu, and you're in the middle of it, James, with James and, and Chad battling each other. Like, they, that rivalry, people friggin' loved it. So I don't want to say, hey, don't do that, because there are a lot of fans that are into this sort of thing. So whether it's my personal style or not really isn't important. It's it's going to be good for the sport, like it or not. I disagree. Um, well, I disagree about the American stuff being good for the sport. Like, also, let's not forget, Hunter stuck up for Hayden in the press conference. He tried to. If you're if you're going to take the side of people not chanting USA, like you're going to lose that fight. No, I'm not. Sa- are- I'm not telling people not to chant USA. What I'm saying is. Look, the Lawrence Hayden was just as a foreigner. I've now lived in this country longer than I lived in my other country. I understand. But I spent, I'm, I'm telling you. I, okay, hold on. You, you've I, always on. been on the same side, though. Hold on. I, okay. I'm not saying stop the fans from chanting USA. They're going to do what they're going to do. The mob mentality is is speaking. But for Hayden to bring up the American thing twice now, he's obviously trying to divide people up against the family that has spent tens of thousands of dollars and pursued their dreams and pay taxes and have chosen to live in the USA and love it. Uh, all, you know, they, they weren't just born here. They've chosen to be here and they've chased this dream and they obviously love the country and love the series. And for Hayden to try to divide people against this family that really the Lawrence's are the American dream, right? They sold everything. They sacrificed everything and they made it and they done it. And that's the American dream. And for me, as a foreigner, it sticks with me a little bit that Hayden is trying to divide people to not like these this Lawrence family because they're not born here. That that, that rubs me a bit the wrong way. Could, I don't. I understand your perspective of that, and you're sensitive to it because of that. I understand that. But he, I think he's trying. I don't know that he, he hasn't said anything negative towards Lawrence's ever that I've ever heard. I don't. I, I'm not saying behind closed doors he hasn't. I've just never seen him say a negative thing publicly about either one of them. But I think he is trying to continue building his brand, and he knows that patriotism is a powerful tool in creating a brand. So you, like, I think it can it can be mutually exclusive. He doesn't have to tear down the Lawrence brothers but that's, to continue to build what, his brand. So building your American. brand is, igno- is 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 trying to get it's people not, against the Lawrence it, brothers. That's that's not. He's he hasn't said one word negative well, about. But them. when you bring up the American winning and the Americans are here, like. The f- that the f- is the- that it can be those two things can be mutually excuse, exclusive, and we don't have to agree on this. But for if he came out and said, "Yep, you know what? If you're not from here, you suck." Yeah, I would be like, "Yeah, that's that's you shouldn't do that." But to get try to get people rooting for you because they want to root for the American then, guy in an American root a, series, a, I don't root against the foreigners. Root against the foreigners, that. but that's a, but that. that's exactly what's happening. That he knows what he's doing. He's trying like to he's, not, he he's trying not, to favor 
he's trying to get favoritism by saying, I'm born here, my competition is not. I don't think that's morally wrong to do. Like, unless you're, <laughs> okay. he's not putting anyone down. Okay. He's not putting anyone all right. down. Well, I do not agree at all. I mean, he knows what he's doing, and he's trying to, you know, people are going to start chanting USA when Hunter's talking probably from now on or something. Who knows? But go to any sporting event where it's international, and if you don't think they're going to chant and cheer for the, the homegrown athlete, like I don't, I don't know where you're seeing that. But they anywhere. don't, they don't need any help from the kid, reminding them. That's my point. He's stoking the fire. Yeah. You have oh. to dismiss how you personally feel about it. From but, is it effective? But but it I'm, is effective. But hold on, and like, that's I'm, all they're concerned with. It I, is going to work. Okay, it but going I to work. It is going to reap results. I like athletes that are classy. That way, you know, I don't need to cheap go to a WWF trick. A WWE trick. Yeah, I think you are more. You are more sensitive to it than well, most. I, absolutely. You, well, I, but but here. but but yeah. so are the Lawrences, and so are the other foreigners in the I series too. I'm you not know, saying like, that they have to like it. And, and so, like do it. you respect other people's feelings or not? Like, of I guess I do. I'm not doing. No, no, I'm not saying you, JT. I'm saying like, it's res- it's not respectful to try to get people to shit on the foreigners. I don't think he's going for. I don't think he's aiming for respect from them. Like, I, yeah. Well, okay. So, all right. Well, then you know that's. My point is maybe be a little better. Be yeah, a little well, better. You want to take the moral ground. He, I don't think he cares about that. Okay, no, like I, great. I, I don't. Great. So what's going to sell more t-shirts? Okay, around. great. And okay, so sell t-shirts. Fantastic. Sell more t-shirts. Great. That so me personally, and I think the Lawrence family would agree. And any any foreigners that are here that have spent all this money to be here and pay taxes and, and all of that, we would be a little bit like WTF, man. Well, that, and they're totally allowed to. I don't. I don't have a problem with yeah. them feeling that way at all. I'm not defending Hayden at all. I'm just saying I don't personally think that they care about that perspective. I you, don't. You absolutely are defending it. You're not. If, I'm if, not. If, if, I'm if, not. If, 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 if you, did, if you didn't honest. defend it, if you didn't defend it, you would say, yeah, man, I don't think you should do that. You're fine with them doing it. No, I'm saying look around in any sport. The there go, There's going to be patriotism in any any country, in any sport. Absolutely. Like that's that's just course. a natural part of it. But when you're on the podium mentioning, do you, do, do, does Lewis Hamilton get up there and be like, uh, it's great that the British guy kicked ass today at Silverstone? Oh, I'm guarantee you if, if he's going to make comments about being British and doing well in a British GP, there's you, no you, question he would be you doing think, that. You think he's done that? I don't recall anything I like that. I almost guarantee it. I don't have data to support I mean, he's I probably find it. He's happy that a British guy won in his home. That that part about being stoked that a British guy won in Brit- in Britain, you know, just like Larry Ward winning in Seattle. So what's the difference? Like all of that. He's not saying it. He's not saying this. Oh, I, I would promise you that he has said something about doing well, a British guy doing well at a British GP. I would promise you. I don't know, man. All right, JT, you got to go? Yeah, I got to jump off. Sorry, guys. Okay, no worries. All right, see you later. Okay. All nice. right. Uh, that's Jason Thomas, Fly Racing. We'll have to agree to disagree, Weege. Imagine that. I this is this is the problem that uh, uh, that the world has come into. I a hundred percent see your opinion, Steve, and I probably agree with your opinion more than I disagree. However, I have to say that not everyone thinks like me or like you, and there is a large amount of people that do think that way. And I think one of the big problems that we have in the world right now is to think that. Whatever I personally think has to be the correct way when there really can be two correct answers, even though those two answers are totally different. But, like, for what the Deacons are trying to accomplish, is this going to be effective? Yes, it is. Even if you don't like it, many but, people do. That's 
That's Should, where all of these things come from. Shouldn't you understand the power you have and be, try to be a little better to your main competitors who have done nothing wrong and are racing you fair and are good people by all, you know, by all uh, outstanding, uh, by, by all outside thoughts? You know, like, like you're just sort of making your competitors' life harder for no reason. You, you are not wrong okay yeah. you are 100 percent true so, that that is going to do that but at the same time you can't tell me that this isn't going to make them more popular great but do you have to do that at the expense of other people like I, he's already popular and i get it and you know he's awesome I, like, I don't yeah, yeah, yeah dude until he said the american thing on the podium at redbud it had not even occurred to me of course that not. it was non-americans yeah because everyone likes the australians and right everybody yeah. loves a everybody loves all australians and everybody loves the lawrence brothers yeah what i did say at the beginning of the show don't ever say everybody most people, most people like yes, australians yeah, yeah. and most people like the lawrence brothers but there might be a 10 percent Hey, I like Hayden. I always loved that kid, and now I love him even more than I would even think about the fact that he's the American taking the fight. For, now I'm going to buy another shirt, or now I'm going to go to yeah. one more race, or now I'm okay, going to watch but... the videos more, or I'm going to cheer for him louder. So you the... cannot deny that for their purposes, there is a no, game here. I, I Just because you don't like it doesn't mean it No, but work. to me, yes. they're going to buy a t-shirt and be profiting off the of the uh, uh, misery of his competitors by trying to turn people yes. against them. Like, I don't – like, can you just yes. can you just sell more T-shirts and get more people by watching your vlog by just doing your thing and not necessarily trying to divide a wedge with your competitors? Like, can, can you get ahead in the world without stepping on the heads and the backs of other people? That's where I'm at. You can get ahead, but the goal is to get as far ahead as you possibly can. Okay. Well, I don't – I think you have a little of a responsibility – because they know what's going to happen. The J, the U, like JT said, the USA chanting is going to happen whether Hayden says a word or not. So they know what's going to happen, and now they are leaning into that at the expense of their competitors to to try to get way ahead, like you said. I don't like it, um, you know, and all of that. So, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. You don't yeah. have to like right. it, but right. it's going to happen, and they are not going to be bothered by it one bit. In yeah, fact, I think, they'll probably tell themselves, good, that'll maybe make them race worse if they uh, are yeah. dealing with it on the podium. Maybe that'll help us. I think like I, I said, the goal is to get not just ahead, but as yeah. far ahead as you well, can. Well, watch the Lawrence brothers be like, F this kid, and maybe, you know, it gets ugly. It gets uglier, and it all started with, with Hayden dividing that. Who yeah. knows? and this goes back to my point in the beginning. Like, it got ugly between Stu and Chad, and now people look back and are like, ah, oh, it was great. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, yeah, like I said, I'm sensitive to it. I'm just trying to give people who's listening to this, mostly Americans, Another side of people who, you know, come to this country willingly and, you know, because they want to. That's a great point you bring up, and I don't have that perspective either. It was good to hear that. Yes, for sure, the Lawrence Brothers moving here shows that they love America. In fact, you could probably argue, this is controversial, you could probably argue that many people who choose to move here love America more than people that were born here. Absolutely. No. That's why you move here. Yeah, absolutely. You spend tens of work to get here. You spend and expensive. <laughs> you know, to be I here. I respect that. So, um Yeah, but that's I don't not know. the point like, of, of what they're going for. They're just this is going to make us more popular and that's what counts. I just I don't like the WWE stuff. I know you're a fan of it, but this is what this is reeking of. Like when is uh when is he going to bring the American flag out and uh the Hulk Hogan sign? And the hacks, hacksaw Jim Duggan yeah. 2 by 4 and, Right, right. So Yeah. But it's, it's it's cheap heat. But it's I'll, cheap I'll heat, take as one you other said. perspective on this. Think about this. Think of this setup from a storyline perspective of we are on the verge of we are teasing that you know, Tomac will come back and one of these weeks Chase will get him. But 
there is a chance that we are looking at just an absolute demolition machine dominance of uh, how is Jet Lawrence ever going to lose? Like, we've seen it before. We have seen in this sport it is possible to go yeah. on unbelievable Yeah, Carmichael, McGrath, Stewart. Uh, we, yep. Yep, we talked about it on the show. The numbers can get absolutely mind-boggling. So to know from a, oh, my God, wh- wh- what's going to happen? To know, but there is this 17-year-old, take no prisoners. I'm here to kick everyone's ass by any means necessary kid coming up through the ranks that adds that, oh, well, this could get interesting down the line, as opposed to, man, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything that's going to stop this for a long time. Like, that is not a bad storyline for the sport to have. Just don't do it at the expense of the really good people that aren't born here. That's all. I, all of it I agree with. The kid's amazing. <laughs> Just Yeah, and- but I mean, when he's taking a shot at an indirect shot at Hunter, he's also taking an indirect shot at Jet. And it just shows you where the Deegan's heads are at for the next 10 years. And it is clearly on. We know who we have to beat. And we're already devising a plan for that. And I don't know. These are the things that end up being looked back on fondly when these rivalries are over. Just let your riding speak for you, man, in my opinion. that's Don't don't, (laughs) don't try to psych out Hunter. Don't try to divide the crowd. Just you rode your balls off. And it was amazing. And, dude, and if you say nothing, everybody's happy still. Everybody's happy And I do agree with you for the record that I will feel bad if at some point Hunter or Jet are getting, like, booed or something because the fans suddenly realize they're not American. yeah. They don't – they do not – they've done nothing to deserve that, but I can't do anything about that. I think that's coming. We'll see. I mean, Deegan's fan base is – What I think happens is the Lawrences get a little pissy and make sure that the kid knows – you know who the boss is. I know, but isn't that Stu Reed uh, uh, tight thing again? Like that's that's what gets people fired up about sports. Did you ever hear Stu or Reed or RC talk about being American against against? Uh, well, Stu I don't Reed? know. Oh, with Chad? Yeah, they had, they had enough shit going on, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Ricky Ricky is as red. You're right, though. Ricky's right. as rednecky as they get down there in Tallahassee, and never pulled that card out. So. Not that but I remember, that, anyways. Not that I remember. Part of the genius of Brian Deegan, like having a vlog on YouTube about your young dirt bike star coming okay. to the ranks, is an angle anyone could have taken. That's fine. And the American angle is an angle anyone could have taken. He's the one that's smart enough to take it. You say smart, and enough. it's going to work. I don't. I don't like it. All right, moving on. Moving on. Uh we'll see. We'll see how this turns out. But I hope it doesn't get ugly, uh, either for the Lawrences at Deegan or or. Or Brian yeah. and you know I and I do believe this this like you said this is Brian this is not Hayden this is Brian um, all right Justin Cooper three two on the day uh, really bummed to lose that second moto win right but he I he just gave Hayden props you know uh, as did the the Kitch Kitch was at the Alpine Star Ride Day uh, he got third in the second moto and he was marveling at Hayden's riding you know like I think. What are you going to do if you're Justin Cooper? Like, he was in a good mood, got second, made up some points, and I think he was just like, what can I do? Like, the kid was amazing. So Yeah, and you yeah. could see um, Cooper had nothing left to fight him with yeah. when that flurry came uh, out of nowhere, that 215 lap. And uh, he said, not as an excuse, you know, he's like, I didn't – I think his stomach was bothering him a little bit. He didn't eat enough, but he was not – I don't want anyone to think that he's saying, like, I would have handled Deegan no problem. No, he didn't. If, yeah, no. No. It was two things that are related, but not the reason. It's just digging road better. The bummer for Justin Cooper is, dude, he has not won a race since the end of 2021. So 
And this has always been kind of the thing with Justin Cooper, right? He's podium and qualifying and whole shot rate is unbelievable, but somehow it doesn't turn into a lot of wins. And I don't know, we might live in a world where he goes the whole year without an overall win. It is possible. Yeah, it, we got to get Clinton to dig into the stats. I don't think anybody's podiumed as many times as Justin Cooper without that few wins. It's, yeah. It's crazy. It's, yeah. it's nuts. He finds every way to yep. podium and every way to not turn that podium into wins. Like yep. any different way it can go. Yeah. Uh, Hunter, um, so Hunter, he's got to be frustrated. I think it's more about that than the points. Like he's just got to freaking get an overall. Yep. Hunter Lawrence, 2 4, fell down in second moto. But uh, I told Kitch uh, yesterday that I'm like, hey, man, honestly, I thought Hunter was going to get you. Uh, good job. And he's like, I dug deep. I dug deep. So, um, yeah. yeah, Kitch pulled back away. Um, yep. And Hunter goes 2 4 on the day. Um, Kitchen, uh, first of all, had some transmission problems. He said it. He dropped. Remember, oh. he lost all those spots real quickly. Uh, yeah. He said his bike was. He thought his transmission was blowing. It was just grinding and, and everything else. And then it oh. kind of freed up and started working again. So they swapped motors between motos. So, I mean, that probably cost him a shot at the podium overall, though. Yeah. Yep. It's a bummer. Um, yep. Stop me if you heard, stop me if you've heard this before. But RJ starts weren't the greatest. So and then he fell <laughs> as well. But fourth overall for RJ. I talked to RJ. He told me that. Um, I don't know about Washugal. I only talked to him before the race, but he said he's been dealing with same thing, weirdo stomach issues during the motos, and he doesn't get it because during the week he's fine. So yeah. I don't know if it's an adrenaline thing or it's not. It's hot because, uh, trust me, it's hot where he's riding during the week. Um, but classic RJ. So we know, for example, at Southwick, he was like all over uh, Vial late without goggles. We make a mistake, still come after him without <laughs> goggles. But he was also... Um, soiling himself or on the verge of yes while he was doing that is his classic rj everybody yeah yeah uh, absolutely right um, never say die he's been riding a 450 during the weeks i guess too a little mm -hmm. bit so yep. maybe destination stuff i don't know oh yeah maybe uh kitsch fifth hammaker uh seven six schmoda six seven um yeah not so bad good for seth well yeah but i mean we yeah. were Making a case for Shimoda, can he win this title two weeks ago? Yeah. And he kind of reverted back. He had the two mo the two good Dude, motos. The second moto at Southwick, almost won Millville. I mean, Hunter did beat him, but yeah. now he's back to where he was. It's like the pressure when he starts getting into spot where people are expecting more. He reverts. I don't know. Yeah, you have to yeah. wonder. Yeah. You have to wonder. Yeah. Uh, Max Volan, good first moto. He ran third for a while there. Maximus did. He went 5-8. Bad start in the second one, I think. Um, yeah, 5-8. Max not getting the podium is just like uh, Justin Cooper not getting the win. He's yeah, managed to be yeah. right freaking there so many times. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, yep. Mumphy came back. I yeah. don't know what's going on with Jet Reynolds. He was just sick, but now he's been three weeks of sick. So I don't really know what's going on with Jet Reynolds. Uh, but then they have a bunch of guys anyways because Forkner came back, but they grabbed Mumphy. 9-9 for Mumphy. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, no idea, man. I don't know. Um, he doesn't know either. Um he said he thanks Mitch, gave him a 450 to ride during the week. Yep. And then uh, Monday called him and said, you want to race. So he's yeah. in. Yeah, he's in. Uh, Pierce yep. Brown was good, 12-11 um, on the day. Um, good job for Pierce Brown uh, on a track that Will Hahn told me was his favorite track and his best track. So uh, maybe 12-11. He was up there for higher in both motos, I think. Uh, Talon Hawkins, that's good. Good job for Talon Hawkins, 11-14. It's been a good job uh, yep. for him. Uh, Braswell was off in qualifying and then sort of off at the race. 
So Washugal's always a weird one. Maybe it just didn't agree with uh, with Caden. Um, and Swole crashed in Moto Two and was way back. Um, oh, yeah. So I was wondering. Yeah, he was. He crashed early on. Uh, I said, "Where's your Where's your starts go?" He's like, "Yeah, not not there right now." So that's true. Um, yeah. Forkner, yeah, we saw Forkner go down uh, in Moto One and in the first turn. And then he came, oh my god, yeah. See his jersey all ripped up and everything, right? His body all ripped up. Yeah, yeah. That that thing hurt in the shower later on. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, for gnarly crash going down the front straight is how he got hurt in the first place at Anaheim. So that had to be a little bit of deja vu. Yeah, good and point. And he comes yeah. all the way back to twenty first. Yeah, yeah. So and far, back. I, I didn't, I didn't get to see this because, but you maybe know. I heard that when he got back on the track, way back jersey ripped up and blood everywhere that the crowd was going nuts for it mm, i didn't see that but maybe it was okay. right when he got back on at the start yeah, yeah maybe the yeah, first yeah. time he right. hits horsepower hill and right. you see that scene maybe it's more like that yep uh yeah. Varese, uh came back 16 16 for Varese. that's a good job i had Derek kelly in fantasy it was a terrible day for Derek kelly who qualified well and does well at washugal normally but his teammate yeah tough deal. not the Derek kelly summer that it was last year no and then tom vial really good last year tom vial Crashed out in Moto One. Oh yeah, yeah. Gina. Banged up. Yeah. That's what it says. Uh, Rider D, bad day for Rider D. Went down in uh, the back uh, and then came around in 39th. Had a bike problem. His bike was bent or something was bent, and then 12th in the second moto. And uh, I don't think about Brock Bennett, but A Ray picked him in fantasy. I think. I don't think I do either. It's 18, 17 for Brock Bennett. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We have a who's that guy award in a Nash a current. National. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, right? Uh, Baker, yeah. Bakersfield. He's a Bakersfield dude, so maybe Ryder D knows uh-huh. him. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Preston Bos- Bosflug, uh, amateur kid. Ba- base Flug. Base Flug. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Seventeen twenty one. Uh, thoughts on that? Pro debut. Yeah, pro yeah. debut for him, yeah. and this yeah. is his um, local track, so that was cool. Yep. But uh, Loretta's, I guess, is the focus there. Sure. Uh, yep. What else? Hardy did all right. Uh, Colton Eck came back. Colton Eck I hadn't seen forever at a national. Yeah, uh, my kid actually caught that. He's like, who is Eck? And I'm like, wow, yeah. it's got to be Colton Eck. Yeah. Like, what? Remember he was the uh, Moto Concepts intern at one time? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, is he a Kiefer guy? Isn't he a Kiefer guy? Yeah, yeah, Kiefer's buddies with him. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He did some yep. testing for Kiefer, I think, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Okay. yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the deal was, but yeah, he was back. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, it's about it for two fifties. Uh, so what is the points right now? Let me look. It is, uh, oh, it's three points only. Yeah. I mean, it's oh, legit. It's cl- I mean, six yeah. motos, three points, anything can happen. Yep. And, uh, and Cooper is 19, 19 down. Yeah. 19. I would put RJ at two seventy four, kind of out of it. It's got to jump three guys, but maybe not, but yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. Anything can happen, I guess. But uh, right, yeah. These last six motos again. Like, I kind of think the Lawrences aren't stoked with Hayden. So, well, I mean, I it'd be hard to 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 be stoked. I guess the question is, uh, do they do anything about it? I well, do not think that Hunter. I think he knows that's foolish. Just don't even engage. Um, I don't think he will. Yeah, uh, but. But one thing you have to worry about is the other thing that Hayden has put out there. Okay, first of all, we know these Yamahas get starts, right? And Hunter has not been the best starter. I think he's gotten better, but he's had plenty of motos where he's yeah. had to come from behind. Yep. You got to assume in these six motos, there's going to be at least a situation where he's going to have to try to pass the kid. 
And as this title, if it really goes down to the wire, I mean, we've already, I mean, we, we saw what Hayden was willing to do in a heat race on the second lap, right? It, it would have to run through your mind a little bit, like, oh man, yeah. I'm trying to pass this dude. Uh, yeah, what's cap- what's he capable of? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why that wouldn't give you. It has to give you pause and has to make you think a little bit. Yeah. And I don't think Hayden was setting that up earlier in the year. He was just doing stuff, but that thought process might come back around if it remains close. Do um, you do you think in any way? Um, so Hayden, not so good at Millville, not so good at Southwick, sandier tracks, right? Um, is there anything coming up that? If there's anything to Hayden being not good on sandier tracks, and I don't even know if that's a thing, you know. Well, I, I wouldn't go that far. I think it might be more. Did he get an advantage at Washougal more so because um, he's from California? I guess he had not ridden Washougal much either, actually. Uh, but uh, you know, it was a Western race, and he had his best race. So I don't know if yeah. he's at a disadvantage of those, but maybe he had a little bump here. Yeah, where are we at? As I was saying, the last three do we do these tracks favor or hurt any of these any of these two guys? I don't think it's going to favor Hayden the same way. Maybe Marshugel might have given him an advantage. Right, right. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, but you know, here's the other thing: if you're Hunter, you might find all this laughable and be like, "Yeah, I was right behind him in the second moto. I was going to beat him. I just fell over." Yeah. You know. And well, I'm just saying, like, Hayden, if you're them, does, does if you're Hunter, that? you're probably like, this is not a threat. I, I look at the scoreboard. I've beaten him plenty of times. I'm not worried. Three points is dangerous, but yeah, I'm not worried. I don't think Hayden. I don't think Hunter should be. I agree. Uh, he's, no. been, he's been the better dude. He's sliced through all these guys. Yeah, right. Um, and if you're Hunter, you're probably like, ah, I would have beaten him second moto if I didn't fall. Yeah. Um, and and well, if you're a Deegan fan, you probably don't believe that he put in the 215. But I'm just saying, this is the mentality of the the athlete, which is. You know, you're always going to give yourself a more positive review. Well, I wonder if, um, I wonder if uh, Hayden's hero lap would have happened with Hunter in front of him. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was interesting for Hunter. Uh, he was asked a lot about the Millville ride this weekend, and he was very, very adamant that it wasn't a statement. It wasn't any more important than anything else. He'd already won all the races before that. Before he had bad luck. So it wasn't a big deal. And to me, that is, that is, you know, him showing in his own way, the field, what's up? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean it was a big deal that I won Millville? I'd already won four other races. Look, every time I don't have a problem, yeah. I win the race. I win. Like, right. I think he's trying to send that message a little bit himself. Yeah, this was the first race where Hunter, you know, Kind of made a mis- yeah, now, mistake. And, you know. Before the bike broke at Southwick, I mean, he wasn't going to win that moment. No. Like, no, no. it was not going to be good. So there is that tiny little thing. But I think if you're him, you're like, why was Millville a big deal? I also won four other races this year before that. So, yeah, that's why I don't believe, we all know this, Hunter Lawrence, what he's, yeah, the journey to get here, he's not going to get rattled, and he does not lack for confidence. He's fine. Right. Yep, I agree. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's the uh, that's the Washugo Review Show. There we go. Great ride by Hayden Deegan. Uh, great ride by Jet Lawrence as well. And, uh, yeah, fun weekend all around. Lots lots going on. Uh, it was. Yep. So thank Headed you. to Loretta's. Steve, you coming? You coming to Loretta's? I will not be at Loretta's. No, oh. I will not be there. I need to go. I do need to go. I think it's You do need to go. Yeah. yeah. I've heard this over and over, and I agree. And uh, I, the hotels and restaurants are of a better quality now, down the road, than they used to be when there was nothing around. 
Do you know what I mean? Like there's civilization uh, there? Yeah, I suppose so. But that's not really going to be where your your enjoyment is going to come from one night at the Pro Circuit thing, at their truck, over at T Team Green, for example. And all of your best buds that you love are going to be there. And it's going to be Bench Racing Central. And whatever restaurants down the road won't be a factor. Well, I kind of thought the hotels sucked and everything else always. But they yeah, do. you're right. You're right. Okay. They do. Uh, but uh, no, I, I, but I, someday I, you're going to be at Mitch's truck and Parabino's going to be there and Mitch and Bruce and Ryan Holiday and right. Truman will come along and <laughs> Nick Way. And next thing you know, you'll be like, ah, it doesn't get any better than this. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. Yeah. Uh, well, enjoy it when you're there. Uh, we'll do try to do a, a Reraceables podcast this week. Also, people coming out before Weege leaves uh, for the uh, 10 days or whatever it is. Uh, but yeah. as it is, uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you to Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast. Uh, thanks, Weege. See ya. See ya. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.